the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, this is Casey Fields. I'm the manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Here is the latest from the Dome to Your Home, the association's weekly legislative report for the week of March 25th. The Senate and House of Representatives met in regular session last week and it brought good forward motion on several bills important to cities and towns. The Senate Finance Committee will debate its version of the budget this week starting on Tuesday, and the crossover deadline for bills to pass the originating chamber is Wednesday, April the 10th. There haven't been any changes in the bills related to our Big Three advocacy initiatives, other than the Senate Finance Committee will start debating the budget this coming week, and that will include the $3 million in funding to the Criminal Justice Academy. The Senate amended Senate Bill 7, the Tort Claims Act bill, but carried it over so senators could read the amendment and study it closely. If you remember, Senate Bill 7 is a bill that increases the $300,000 limit on what a single person may recover from the state or a local government to $1 million. The bill also increases the $600,000 limit for a single occurrence to $2 million. The amendment that was passed by the Senate changes the limit increase on what a single person may recover from $300,000 to $500,000 and changes the total limit on a single occurrence to $1 million. That was considerably less than the original bill. The Senate adopted the amendment, but they carried it over so senators could study it over the weekend. The collections bill that Representative Kirkman Finley introduced to stop the Municipal Association from collecting insurance taxes was adjourned debate by the full committee. If you remember last week, Kirkman Finley, a Republican from Richland County, introduced House Bill 4257. That bill eliminates the Municipal Association's ability to collect insurance premium business license taxes and brokers business license taxes on behalf of cities and towns. After the Labor House Labor, Commerce, and Industry Insurance Committee gave the bill a favorable report, the full committee, the full House Labor, Commerce, and Industry Committee, adjourned debate on the bill. That means the bill stays in the committee. The small cell wireless bill is now on the House contested calendar. House Bill 4262, it's called the South Carolina Small Wireless Facilities Deployment Act, that was given a favorable report by the full House Labor, Commerce, and Industry Committee last Tuesday. This bill attempts to restrict local government's control over rights-of-way and allows telecommunications companies the right to deploy small wireless facilities with only limited aesthetic review in historic and underground districts. The bill was placed on the contested House calendar, which means that several House members, 13 in this case, objected to the bill. It will be up for debate when the House comes into session on Tuesday. The zero millage bill is now on the House calendar, House Bill 3457. It's a bill that allows municipalities without an operating millage on January 1st, 2019 to impose a millage. It's on the uncontested House calendar, which means nobody has um, an objection to the bill. It is scheduled for debate this week. The bill was amended in committee to restrict the initial amount of millage that a city or town could impose. The utility relocation bill was also passed, Senate Bill 401. It's a bill that requires an entity undertaking a transportation improvement project 
to bear the cost of relocating water and sewer lines. It was approved by the full Senate and sent across the hall to the House for debate. The bill was amended in committee to require utilities to submit certain information to a road project owner at least 180 days prior to the project's letting of a contract. A seven-year sunset, as well as reporting requirements from a project owner and utilities, were included in the amendment. Next, the bill will be in the House of Representatives for debate. The annexation bill in the House was also approved by full committee. At House Bill 3661, it allows certain cities and towns to annex properties that are not contiguous to the municipal boundaries that was approved by the full House Judiciary Committee. It also, the full committee also approved the subcommittee amendment, which requires maintaining existing billboard regulations in the annexed area. This bill is also on the House uncontested calendar. The tobacco preemption bill, House Bill 3274, it remains on the Senate contested calendar. This House bill prohibits municipalities from enacting laws related to the ingredients, flavors, or licensing of cigarettes, electronic cigarettes, tobacco products, or nicotine products. Senators Kempson, Sin, and McElveen, all three have objections to the bill. The bill was amended in subcommittee to clarify that it is not intended to interfere with local ordinances that prohibit smoking or vaping in public spaces. On this week's podcast, I've invited Scott Slatton here to talk with us today about several proactive bills that he worked on. He worked on last week that are in play for this week that I think everybody needs to know a little backstory about. Scott, welcome again. Thank you, Casey. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So there are a couple of bills that we've been working on very hard the last couple of weeks in particular, and I'll talk about the, the zero millage bill first of all. The House version of that bill that was is sponsored by Representative Roger Kirby from Lake City is on the House calendar this week after we got it out of subcommittee and through full ways and means last week. And what that bill will do is allow cities and towns that don't have property tax millage to levy that millage if they choose to do so going forward. The the Senate version of that bill is in the House Ways and Means Committee, and it is waiting Ways and Means action. Interestingly, the House members and the, the chairman of the subcommittee that pushed the zero millage bill out, Representative Nathan Valentine from Chapin, said that the House members prefer House bills over Senate bills, even though they're the same. But However, we'll, we'll take it however we can get it. If the House passes this bill this week, it'll go over to the Senate, which uh, certainly, again, ensures that the bill will get some action on it before crossover, which is on Wednesday. Um, so we don't have any worries about crossover. So we're excited about the zero millage bill getting out. The other bill that we've been working on that was passed out of the Senate last week is Senate Bill 401, which is the utility relocation bill. That was one that was moving forward very well for us, and then we ran into a little bit of trouble with uh, some of the stakeholders, particularly the Department of Transportation, who wanted to put a sunset on it to make it go away after uh, five years. We and the other Water Coalition partners sat down with Secretary of Transportation Christy Hall and her staff and were able to work out some compromise language that would 
sunset the bill in seven years, but not before some reporting was made to the House and the Senate to help them decide whether or not to continue the program going forward after that seven-year sunset. And of course, the bill, what it does is uh, require the Project, the, a road project owner to pay for the relocation of water and public water and sewer utilities out of the right of way. And in exchange for that, those uh, utility officials have to meet certain deadlines and get certain engineering reports to the DOT within a specified period of time. So, Scott, what you're telling me is, along with several of our advocacy initiative bills like 217 for flexibility with accommodations, the local government fund predictability bill h3137 plus the two you just mentioned we've met the crossover deadline with all of our priorities crossover like we mentioned earlier is wednesday april the 10th so there are five four or five legislative days before that we've already met that deadline yeah we have been able to push these bills across and and in fact made most of the progress in january and february March kind of slowed things down because the House had the budget in front of them, but now these things are flowing again, and they represent proactive pieces of legislation that we've been working on, not just this year, but for the last couple of years, right. and that, that, those are beginning to, to bear some fruit. To give, more, to give cities and towns more tools in the toolbox. Absolutely. A couple of other things I want to mention that we've been working on proactively, and this is in conjunction with the Building Officials Association of South Carolina, which is one of our affiliate organizations. In fact, they came under our umbrella a couple of years ago that have an effect on cities and towns. Uh, the first is the recategorization of agritourism businesses from an A2 occupancy to an A3 occupancy. Now, this is really kind of technical, but it's important because... I was about to say, that's getting kind of that's <laughs> getting technical on me now. Yeah, I'm getting in the weeds a little bit, a but little it's, bit. it's important because this week, the Building Officials Association made a request to change those agritourism businesses from A2 to A3 in front of the South Carolina Building Codes Council. The reason that the building officials did this is because in the House and the Senate, there are members who want to make it easier for event barns, if you will, to do business without having to meet all of the stringent building code requirements that are that are currently required. And so moving it from A2 to A3 satisfies their concerns and it makes those folks makes it easier for those folks to do business in jurisdictions across the state, particularly in counties, uh, but in some cities and towns. In addition, we have been working on a bill that would change the building code update cycle for residential construction and and some and, and change some of the commercial building codes. We've been working on that with our coalition partners that include engineers, architects, the Association of General Contractors, and others. Uh, we had a really good meeting between the coalition partners and Senator Thomas Alexander from Oconee County this week to present our compromise language uh, that that we all have agreed to and feel comfortable with in response to the Home Builders Association of South Carolina who want to really loosen up and change the building codes that in a way that, that our coalition partners aren't comfortable with. Had a great meeting with Senator Alexander and uh, he was very pleased with all of our efforts and the, and the compromise language that we presented to him. So 
keep an eye out for a bill that may be in the offing. Don't know that we'll see it uh, this this week, but certainly could be in the, the weeks to come or certainly next year. But when that comes, that will represent a lot of hard work that we and the coalition partners have have been doing over the last month and a half, two months. So It's always good to hear good, positive, proactive bills moving forward on behalf of cities and towns. And that's where I've had the pleasure of working mostly this year is on the forward-looking positive pieces of legislation. And, you know, we obviously we've been playing a lot of defense as well, and we'll look forward to, to playing more in the years to come. But certainly the rest of this year and hopefully next year we'll, we'll be able to keep pushing our positive pieces of legislation rather than playing defense all the time. I think that's great. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you. You can always access the bills that we've talked about in the report today and what Scott discussed that were introduced last week and that received action from a subcommittee or a committee through our legislative tracking system. Be sure to follow the legislative team on Twitter and check back next week for the latest in municipal legislative news from the South Carolina State House. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.